Well, welcome back to the Better Man, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 116th episode of the podcast. We're get a chance to talk to head coach of Liberty University, Coach Scott Jackson. Scott Jackson uh, has led Liberty to the last three consecutive NCAA appearances for the first time in school history. Um, 21, he was the conference coach of the year. He's got three regional wins. As his time as a head coach there at Liberty, uh, every year at Liberty, uh, in his time he's had a 3-0 GPA or better. He's had 11 players sign to major league contracts during his time. And um, during his time as a head coach at Liberty, they have reached their highest school program, highest national ranking at 14. And that is the another program record. He continues to break records for the program in strikeouts, fielding percentage, as well as consecutive wins. Another great thing we got through this, um, and you'll hear this in the, the conversation, uh, is that there are five Liberty alums on staff. Four out of those five actually played for him during his time since 2016 on the staff. Just speaks to the kind of experience and, the, and the, what he's doing there at Liberty, that people want to continue that experience. Um, before Liberty, he was also an assistant coach at UNC Chapel Hill. During his time at UNC, went to three World Series, three straight regionals, as well as have an ACC championship. Uh, continues to be a winner at every place he goes. And uh, this conversation, uh, a full example of why. Um, I love the how he lays out his priorities, and he talks about this ultimate baseball experience that they have at Liberty and the unique parts that they're doing, and how he does not want a relationship with his players to be tied to their player performance. He wants that relationship to be built on something much bigger. What an incredible, incredible thing to say. Um, really enjoyed the conversation um, and just how um, he is a player relationship-driven coach, how it starts and ends with the relationship with the kids. Having to start his time in Liberty with that relationship with the players. Having fun with them on the kid, building the trust, being authentic and genuine. That was number one. You'll hear that more part of the conversation. As well as so many other things. Uh, I just cannot thank him enough for taking the time. It was a, truly a ton of fun. Um, speaking of thank you, i got to thank our guys at Netting Pros for helping make this happen. Um, helping us out spread the word. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in design, fabrication, installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreation, high school, and college fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Contact them today, 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all the latest products and projects. So a big shout out to Will Miner and those guys at Netting Pros. Continue to check those guys out and all the great things that they're doing. So, again, Coach Scott Jackson from Liberty University, unbelievable conversation, and I just loved it. Great way for us to hit up the new year. He's going to be the first guy here, 116th episode in the 2023 year. So here he is. Enjoy it. Head coach at Liberty University, Coach Scott Jackson. 
Yeah, I, I tell people all the time. It's been, man, it's been unbelievable, unbelievably rewarding. I, I just, I, I thought I was getting myself into a really good situation here. I thought we had the resources and the facilities to win. I thought you could recruit here, and you know, it's just been more than I thought it could be. I mean, I never would dream we'd go to you know three straight regionals. I mean, obviously that was the goal, but you know, you you, you got to. You know, talking about it's one thing and, and going out and doing it's another. I think, you know, our AD that's in place now has been one of the best things that's happened to, to Liberty and, and certainly the best thing that's happened to our athletic program. Um, Ian McCall is just a tremendous guy and, a, and an unbelievable leader. Um, and just I think the culture within our athletic department, everybody's winning for the most part. And so, you know, with that, I think comes some camaraderie and expectation. And it's just been it's a neat place, man. I've, I've really enjoyed my time here. And, and just the, the growth of the entire athletic department has been really cool to watch. And like could but because you've been in Liberty, you were Liberty before. Yes. And right. And there. then you went yeah, away and there. then. Yeah, I was there in, in 08, 07, 08. Uh, and that was right when things, I, I guess, were starting to, to get on the, the right trajectory from a financial standpoint at the school. Um, nothing had really been built yet. We were still playing in our old stadium. Uh, the dorms were kind of the older dorms on campus. A lot of the original buildings, you know, from Liberty were pretty much what we were operating out of. And then when I came back to interview, everything had changed. Um, nice. you know, just literally everything, uh, there wasn't much left that was the same, you know, from when I was there as an assistant coach. And so I thought I knew what was going on up here and I had no idea until I, you know, it kind of, you know, went in there and looked for myself and it really turned out to be something that um, I'm glad it happened because it's been a fun six years here. It's been a fast six years. Yeah. I mean, I just, and, and it's funny. I, I was just thinking like, well, you talk about like even the, cause I haven't, I haven't really heard that the culture within like the athletic department, you know, yeah. like, was that something that, was that something that was that there the first time or is that something that's also kind of changed? Um, it's changed. It, it, it's changed. I, I think with what had happened from 2008 when I left to go to North Carolina till 2016 when I came back, um, everything had just it was almost like a facelift. Number one, the resources had started to become a lot more available for, you know, not just the the facilities there, but for recruiting and for team travel. And so you started to I mean, I was at UNC, man. I, I, I wasn't looking to leave. I loved it there. I, I wanted to be a head coach. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's only so many places in the country I would have left North Carolina for. And I always thought I'd leave somewhere if I thought you had the right support, you thought you could win, and you thought you could go to the postseason, meaning the NCAA tournament, on a regular basis. And when I came up here and saw what we had, I mean, there was – there was, I mean, it was like, why not? Why, why couldn't we? I mean, we've got a, you know, $25 million stadium, an incredible recruiting budget. And, you know, from a travel perspective, you know, everything is there player development wise, everything is there that we need to be able to win and, and have it, you know, be able to be sustained, which that's the hardest part, right? Is it's, yeah. easy, it's easy to get there. It's really, really hard. I shouldn't say it's easy to get there. It's easier to get there than it is to continue to keep your, your program at that level. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, that's what for me it stood out. Like, the more homework and the more I had done. And because, like, I think people, like, like I've, I've known you from afar, especially just being in our area, you know, Western yeah. Maryland, the Mid Atlantic, you know, you know about Liberty. But, like, but I think it's, like I said, now it's to getting the, the consistency, you know, and where it is, where, like, you know, what, 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 I guess I should say, like, 
because I do like the more and more I think we all get older is like consistency is just what's really sexy, you know, like that's because no it's honestly the hardest, but it's like, so how have you remained consistent? How, how like, how do you, uh, how have you kept being consistent? Well, I mean, I think you have to have talent. I, I think a lot of people sometimes look at us as coaches and say, man, he's doing something really good there, but it doesn't happen without really good players. And so, you know, I have to give credit to the previous staff before we got here in 2016, you know, there were three or four really nice players in that recruiting class that helped us get, you know, to a conference championship in 19 and to a regional. Mm. And that, that is what I would say has allowed us to stay consistent is that the recruiting has stayed consistent. Uh, My staff, my coaching staff has stayed coherent for a while it's you know it's not Mm. like a revolving door with assistant coaches because they're again liberty's willing to you know to pay those guys and 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 to make sure they're well taken care of here so that they're not looking to leave somewhere else or you know trying to make sure that they've got what they need to raise their families important so i think there's a lot of factors that go into that and you know to be consistent i think you know it starts just on a regular basis too like are you, a, are you the same person every day for your players? Can your players trust you? Can you trust your players? You know, the things that go into, you know, what what is what is being a sustainably winning program? I mean, there's got to be some backbone to it. It obviously starts with me, but I think there's a lot of people in our building that, man, they really get it and they really care. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just like being able to show up every day, being that kind of person. Um, it's just funny, like, uh, I, I, it's not that it's funny, but it's like, so many things are involved. Like you said, you, you know, you didn't think you'd leave there, but like having the support and even like that, I think, I think that's just a great perspective of like the administration, the support has allowed you to be consistent. You know, I think that was kind of what you were kind of diving home there, you know, like we're able to, yeah, exactly. we're able to exactly. bump our staff up. We're able to like administration seems like they're really supporting you. No, it's incredible. I mean, I, I've, I've never gone in there and say, Hey, what do you guys think we need a director of player development or, Hey, what do you guys think we need to, you know, renovate the cages? Hey, what do you guys think? I'd like to charter a flight and them just push back and immediately say, Hey, no, we can't do that here. Uh, Ian and, and Mickey, my assistant, you know, AD there, that's our sport administrator. It's like, okay, you know, tell us why, what do you see the benefits here? And, and let's, you know, let's see if there's a way for us to be able to do it. And when you have people like that, that, they get it, that want to be able to provide. And and I simply call it just the ultimate student athlete experience. And that's what I think they get at Liberty. I mean, Liberty is unique in our footprint with a mission of our school and what we can do and what we have there. And I, I think it's a really unique experience and it's an ultimate experience if if you go into it with the right frame of mind and, and, and looking at what the school can do for you instead of what you can do for it. Mm. Can you, uh, so I, and I love that, the ultimate student athlete experience is that something that you've kind of like coined within that and 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 how have you helped i guess kind of define that when you when you're helping and i guess recruiting or like you know what you want from your your players no you're it's more from a recruiting standpoint i think you know that that i've really tried to share that with families like the okay the ultimate thing would be for you to leave Liberty and say, wow, I couldn't have imagined going anywhere else. This has become a huge part of who I am. It's a huge part of my story. It's a huge part of my growth. 
Um, and we try to just emphasize the spiritual area, number one, the social part, the academic part, the strength part, and the, and the baseball part. And the baseball piece, I like to talk about that last because I think if the other four aren't somewhat of a, of a bigger priority for you at times, and, and everything's a little bit different during the time of the year, if that, that's not the case, then baseball is not going to be at its best. And, and we have a tendency to flip that around a lot as players. And, and we want baseball first and then, you know, the weight room. And then it's my academics and then it's my relationships with my teammates. And then it's the spiritual part of it. And so um, that's my job is to just try to keep the priorities in line. And more importantly, I think the habits and the routines that players need to be able to be successful what I've found over my coaching career, this is going on 25 years now, like what you do every day versus what you do every once in a while is going to define who you are as a player. And so what are your habits like? What are your routines like? That's probably going to be and they can change good and bad. But, you know, yeah. I think the big the big part is to try to encourage those kids to just have good habits and routines that allow them to be the best version of themselves every day. And I can't. I, hundred percent agree. Like even this, I'm thinking of like, it's what good people do, like habits and routines right. are what we're all, we're all about, you know, like, like I was just thinking like coming into this, getting ready to talk to you, like just thinking about your habits. I'm like, this guy must have some, just, just what, what you continue to do with throughout your career and like where Liberty's at, like you must be able to, I, I, I don't know what for what, but I was thinking like of your habits and routines and how you are. And I'm like, that must be able to get passed down. Cause as you guys consistently, uh, do these things and can you uh, as an 18 year old coming to you right yep you know and even the guys that you may trade whatever how are you teaching that like how are you um getting to that get, getting to where they're transferring and applying those good habits and routines well i think you know first you got to frame it for them um you know what what does your day look like um is it a consistent wake up on a daily basis are we getting up for a nine o'clock class monday through friday or are we sleeping till 11 o'clock on Tuesday, Thursday, and then we're up at, you know, eight o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I personally don't like that because I think your body doesn't get, you know, used to what to expect. So we just simply talk about, you know, food um, and, and getting up and, and eating, um, number one, and then getting in class and then getting out of class and, and, and grabbing some lunch and getting down to the stadium and how can that look um, for you to, to fit, number one, I think, where you're at academically and, and what your habits have been in the past and what works for you. Uh, but also, you know, let's let's start our day and get going. I, I, I'm different. I'm a morning guy. I like to get up. I'm probably way, way earlier than most people, but especially during the season. But um, I just think your brain functions better during the day. I think you're at your best a little bit more, you know, at least for me at practice, when you get up and get going, um, just telling your body time to get out of bed and make the bed and get going to class. Like those, those little things, they don't seem like much, but, you know, I think when you stack enough of those days together, it ends up being, okay, my body knows what to expect. I've, I've gotten up and gotten two meals in my body. I've eaten breakfast. I've eaten lunch. I mean, people don't think about that. Like, that's important. If you're going to be an athlete and come down and, and lift for us for a good hour and then get on the field and, and be really good, especially as a position player, if you're going to be really good at practice, you, you need calories. you got to feed the machine. So we just talk about it with our guys. I, I can't, you know, I, I can't lead them to water. I can lead them to the water, but I, I can't, you know, make them drink. And so they, they've got to make those decisions on their own. And I try to be really forgiving with, 
you know, some guys that haven't figured it out yet, you know, their, their freshman year, I was that guy. Um, so I, I had a, a 1.8 GPA my first freshman fall and I was, a, I was a mess. So I get it. And it took me a while. Uh, it took me a while to say, okay, this has got to change and my habits have to change. So uh, I like doing that. I, I, I think seeing that growth in those guys sometimes is just as rewarding as watching them, you know, throw harder and get bigger and faster and stronger on the baseball field. Yeah. And, and it, they're that those things are going to be, they're going to use those things a lot longer yep, than exactly. the skills. So, uh, yeah. And I'm, and it's when you, cause it sounds like, it sounds like you talked to and you said like, how does it look for you? And that spoke to me about like, I guess I would assume um, you're having these conversations with each guy. You kind of check in with each of these guys to see what works for them. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what I try to do. I, I think, you know, I'll kind of zoom in on something. Maybe, for example, our freshman third baseman last year, Cameron Foster, big six four kid, uh, engineering major, uh, just a, just an unbelievable kid. Uh, very smart, um, fun to be around. And I overheard something in the cages one morning, and he, I, I don't eat breakfast, and so it just started for me giving him a hard time and checking with him just about every day. After that, that I saw him, hey man, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? And Sometimes he'd tell me a pop tart and other times he'd tell me, you know, good, but, but again, you know, a kid that, that probably isn't a big breakfast eater. Okay. That's fine. I, you know, I, I get it. Um, but you, your body needs that, you know, at least during this time when you're trying to put on weight or you're trying to get stronger and you're trying to be a freshman position player, that's going to last for 56 games. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I try to do. You know, you try to connect with the kids in a way that has something you know, maybe um, doesn't have anything to do with baseball. I, I really like to try to do that with kids because I don't want our relationship to be built on just, you know, the game. Um, it's it's what I think we have in common and it's what's brought you here. But let's take our relationship a little bit deeper because the last thing I want is a kid to think that his relationship with me is tied to his performance because mm. then that's really that that's not that's not what you want as a coach. You know, our relationship's good when you're playing well. That that's that's a very empty, shallow deal there. I love it. I don't want our relationship to be centered around your performance. Is that what it was? I just, I don't want our relationship to be all about baseball because you'll think about your relationship with me being tied to your performance. So you're, if your relationship is tied to it, with me is tied to your performance, then it's, it's, it's not worth a whole lot. Mm, big time. Oh yeah. Love, 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 love that. And then to talk about like the, them not tr like not reaching their full potential too because they are scared of that or like you know if they were tied to that relationship to just their performance then they're truly probably not even going to get the most out of their performance because they're, they're worried about maybe that relationship with you where if we see beyond that um you know may allow them to relax a little more hopefully reach their full potential no, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. That's exactly what I try. If you are yourself and, and you just, just come down to the ballpark, Yeah. Leave, leave the cell phone, just leave it in the car or leave it in your locker, leave the homework, leave the girlfriend, leave the family. Cause there's nothing you can do for the next three, three and a half hours that we're together on the field. There's nothing you can do about that stuff. So just come be who you are. We're going to meet you right where you're at. If you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. Like, if you can just be yourself when you get here, then that way I know what I'm dealing with and I'll do the same for you. I'll give you my best every single day. And as long as we have that trust amongst each other, 
you're going to relax and you're going to be yourself. And then that's when I get the best version of you every day. And it's a lot easier said than done. But I think that trust that's, I talk about that word a lot with our players. Like, look, man, we can go through a lot here. You cannot like me for a minute or two, or you don't like me for a week, or you're mad at me. Reverse. I'm mad at you. You're not doing things. But as long as we trust each other, then we can we can get through anything and everything will end up where it's supposed to be if we have that trust amongst each other. And when you trust somebody, you're exactly right. You relax. You're yourself. I know I can kind of let my hair down here and not worry about the guy next to me or what's going on because my coaches have my best interest in mind. And I think that's really it's easier said than done. But it's one thing I've had to work at now as a head coach because you you don't have those relations. You're not as close with the players when you're a head coach. I was, an, I was an assistant for 17 years. So, you know, I had those relationships and those conversations that you just don't get to have when you're the head coach. And so sometimes I have to use my assistants and, and my younger guys on staff to say, hey, tell me what's going on with so-and-so or, hey, where are we as a team? Because I think they have a better finger and pulse on it sometimes. Ah, uh, that's super good. Uh, that's super good. That's, that's something – Love to dive more into that, especially, yeah, like you're right, like as the head coach, you don't get to have that as much or guys are will act differently. They don't maybe act as authentic, as real. Um, exactly. You know, being yeah. the head guy. And then so you were saying like, I guess in like a staff meeting or just, hey, I'm worried about this guy. And then part, or I guess maybe part of your staff meetings would be like, where are we at with this guy? Yeah, like I'll, I'll just, you know, hey, Trey doesn't seem like himself, man. Or you know what? He's acting like he's he's pissed that I'm I don't have him. I moved him to the seven hole or he you know, he's not playing as much. Like am I do I need to sit him down here or is he okay? You know, just those kind of conversations I think that your your younger guys, we've got a director of player development that played center field for us. We have an assistant strength coach that just finished last year. He was an everyday player. Uh, we have a director of pitching development that was our Friday night starter in 21. So I've got those young, good dudes that have the, the program, the what's best for the program in mind. And they've walked in these kids shoes. And, the, and so I can really use those kids and, and those kids, it's not like they're going to go try to get information from them and bring it back to me. But I think they have a really good feel for, okay. Um, I played with this guy last year. I know when he's acting like a, you know what, and I mm -hmm. can go, you know, talk to him or, you know, sometimes it's deeper, man. Like sometimes, I mean, I had one just this past semester where I noticed something was, was off quite a bit and it ended up being, you know, the girlfriend and the family and calling off the engagement and stuff like that, that they're not going to tell me about that, you know, right. and, and, and you, sometimes you just got to go grab them and say, Hey man, let's talk. And it's, um, I think it's the most important thing about what we do because it can't all be about baseball. Like we talked about earlier. Mm -mm. No. No, nah, and I think you're. It just sounds like you're getting to that point where, and I go back to that trust thing too, because it is it's such a hard thing, and but it, you're you're really trying to gather their trust to to be able to them be vulnerable and again let their hair down essentially and play at their best. So essentially, like how how have you like you said you really worked at it through this time and after the 17 years of being assistant coach like what because you seem like again going back to your habits and routines like doing about uh establishing trust yeah i i really think you know walking in the door and and trying to connect with kids 
um, and, and trying to, I, I think when to, to establish it, you have to like, you have to talk about what, what your plans and your goals are for these kids um, and say, Hey man, I, I, I want you to be, you know, I, I want you to just be a better student or, Hey man, how are we going to tackle you being better in the bullpen? And or, Hey, how are we going to tackle you just being on time and, and being, and I think just really like the caring, trying to, to nurture habits and like what you want change. There's a, there's such a better way to, to communicate with kids and to try to build trust than maybe what I went through as a player. And it was, it, it, it was that when I, when I was, my experience was you're going to do what I say I want you to do. And I really don't have to have an explanation for it because I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm just kind of the opposite. Like I, 17 years of being an assistant coach, like, you know, if you have a bad day in a scrimmage and all of a sudden the head coach just kind of puts his arm around you after practice and just says, Hey man, it's all good. You know, like it, 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 you're going to be, you're going to be better next time. Hey man, now we got something to, to focus on. Now we got, we got a lot to focus on, don't we? Till you can get out there. And it's just kind of that, okay, he sees me. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can, I can take a deep breath now and I can feel like, okay, you know what? It, it's going to be okay. I think that's what my job is, is to, is to make our team and our players collectively and individually, when things go wrong, make them feel like, Hey, don't worry. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay. If you just trust what we're telling you and you trust the environment that you're in, we'll get where we want to go, but you got to trust us first. And then I think the same thing goes with the players. Like, Hey man, when, when, when you're not over here at the field or I'm asking you to do something academically or, hey, you've got to get your assignments in or whatever the case is, I, I got to trust you to keep your house in order off the field because I know you're going to keep your house in order down here because everybody loves baseball. Um, not, yeah. all of us love, not all of us loved class. I was wondering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the baseball is the easy part. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. there's like the being the head coach. It's like baseball is the easy part. It's like, you know, all the other all the other. uh responsibilities that you have no idea about you know and there's no book about (laughs) no you're right you're right there's no there's no book for 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 what to say and what to do and every season's different man you never never know well i think just like what you were just saying like uh the 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 prior uh uh guy that was having a having a having an issue with the girlfriend with the family there ain't no book on that no there's no book on that when you have that conversation you know like it's just, you know, so it's such a tough thing that people don't realize, you know, as a head coach, I guess I would say a head coach who wants to make an impact, a head coach who wants to do it right, you know, uh, there's no, uh, nothing on that. So like, it's just, uh, um, I, I would say like, how, how have you handled like those kind of situations where there's no, like in, in this, just this previous one when there's really no playbook. I've, I've had to, um, I think one thing I've learned as a head coach in six years going on seven now is to just stop and listen. Mm. Um, let kids talk, um, ask some questions, um, try to get to know the, the details of a situation. Um, I, I've had several different things. Uh, I mean, one thing I learned from Mike Fox at UNC, never say I've seen it all. Don't ever say that because <laughs> you, 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 you haven't seen it all. And, you know, there's, and I tell our players this, man, like, look, 
I'm always going to keep my office door open. Like it's always open. And there's nothing that you're going to walk in that office and tell me that more than likely, probably a 95, 99% chance I haven't either seen some version of or watched a young man have to go through during his time in college. And so Mm. like, that's what I think kids think is I'm going to go off to college and I'm going to be a starter and I'm going to do well academically and I'm going to get drafted and I'm going to get my degree. And it's just going to be this wonderful. I mean, man, the, the, the amount of kids that just everything goes exactly like they thought it was going to go the amount that that hardly happens to anybody. And so I think really just being able to say, hey, man, look, like th- this is just a bump in the road or, hey, it's going to like I talked about earlier. Hey, man, it's going to be OK. Like we're going to get through this together. Um, and, I, and I tell my kids that, too. Like if, if you mess up and something bad's happened, like there's only one person on this campus that is going to advocate for you louder than anybody. And it's going to be me. So first thing, tell me the truth. Let's get in here. Let's talk about it. You know, whatever the scenario is. And and or, you know, if something's just bothering you and you're not you're not you're, it's not allowing you to be yourself like, hey, let's talk about it. I may not have the answers, but. I can tell you since I've been here, every kid generally walks out feeling a lot better than they did when they walked in there. And all we did was just have a conversation. And sometimes you got to get on them, man. Like, hey, you know, you don't see how stupid this is or you can't see how frustrating you're you're making this for all of us because you're being a little bit selfish here. And I've had some of them walk out of there that are that are upset. But then they come back, you know, a day or two later and it's, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for telling me what I didn't want to hear, but it was the truth. And, you know, you just, you just walk through this thing together, man. There's, like you said, there's no book for it. Once you become the head coach, there's no book. You just got to kind of take it one day at a time. For sure. I mean, it's, and it also sounds like, I mean, you probably rely on, you know, coach Fox and, and and a couple of the guys that you probably have trusted as well. And, you know, are in your corner, I'm sure. Yeah. I asked myself that a lot, especially my first year, like, whoa, okay. What would, what would coach Fox do here? Or, you know, how would he have handled this? Same thing with Mark Scaff at UNC Wilmington that, you know, two guys that were just huge, huge in my career mentors to me that I, and I was down in Wilmington for five years and, and, and UNC for eight. So that's 13 of my 25 years, you know, half my time has been spent with those guys and they, you know, they, they're great husbands, they're great dads, you know, first. And then I think just the influence that they have on the kids, it's obviously made a difference and they've won. So those two things, those two things go right hand in hand. like we were talking about earlier. Like I I just think sometimes people look so much at the, at the record and the winning and the consistency. But I think really when you have that on the outside, the things that are going on on the inside your your family life is 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 in good shape and and you're you're able to to be who you need to be for the players and I think there's just so many things that go on underneath that uh, a consistent winning program has somebody and and there's priorities that are in the right areas that's for sure mm, yeah that's it's honestly like it's just it's inspiring for people like to that it it's yeah man even even that alone like that philosophy for me <clears throat> and just how I am like now, like in our, it just puts me at ease. You know, it just puts me at ease to understand. And then thinking of an 18 year old, who's got all these other things going on and, and how that could be put at ease. Like, Hey, we're going to make sure that you're, 
you're right in these areas first and then baseball is going to be easy. You know, it just, it's, I don't know. It just, for, I guess it's just, it's just for me, but I love that just where it, it would, I would honestly think it puts your players at ease. Yeah. I, I really, I really think, and, and that's what I try to focus on in the recruiting process. And I tell kids too, like when they come visit, like, please bring your mother, like no offense to your dad, but like your, your when your mom comes with you to visit, she knows, and, and we're biased, but I think Liberty's an, an unbelievable place that if I'm a mother, I'm comfortable leaving my child with people that care about his growth. Mm-hmm. And they, they, he's going to have the right people around him. He's going to live in an unbelievable dorm situation, the best I've ever seen for freshmen. And he's going he's gonna to have amenities, and he's going to be in an environment where he's cared for in ways that just aren't all about baseball. And so... That's really the biggest thing I think that, you know, when, when, when we talk about it in the recruiting process, it's like, what do you want out of all this? If it's all about you being drafted and you, you know, b- being a starter or, you know, if that's just what it's, if it's just the baseball piece, don't come here because mm-hmm. the, 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 it's going to be, it, you're not going to fit in that locker room. If it's all about, you know what, I want to grow. I want to leave here and be somebody that's prepared to be something way more important than just a baseball player. And we start in those five areas and we focus on those five areas. And man, it ain't just me. Like it's our teammates too. And, 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 and those guys in that locker room, that's what we've been able to do. And, and I probably should have started with that from a player perspective. I, I guess I'm talking more as a coach perspective, but there's been some guys in that locker room that done, have done an unbelievable job of just, Hey man, we're going to meet you right where you're at. If you're different than we are, that's awesome. We love it that way. We're going to put our arm around you. This is how we've done it here. Doesn't mean it's perfect, but this is how we've done it here. And this is what's worked for us. And it's okay to just be yourself and come in here and be goofy or whatever it is you need to do to make sure you feel comfortable here. I mean, we've got some with COVID now, some fifth and sixth year players. And that's been part of it that I've enjoyed is they've kept that, that compass in the locker room pointed where it needs to be yeah that and man it's awesome um just just really 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 good um mm, gosh <laughs> i just i i, I love i just I, I love it man i um uh it's if, if it's just a baseball piece don't come that's something that's sitting with me as well you know and you know little things like that. Like, is this, is this something like you said, your time at Wilmington and your time at Chapel Hill, is this, is this something that you had learned through them? Um, or what was the change? Is this something that's always been part of kind of what you've been around and you've ran with it or was there a change somewhere? Well, I'm just thinking think like, I'm, for me, I'm thinking this could be a very, scary thing for someone to kind of switch and think like that you know and and what that's all just thinking about the the advice or just kind of how this kind of came about where you've kind of molded this philosophy and kind of got to this place no that's i mean that's an unbelievable question i've never really thought about it um i would say that okay let's start here i always had really good relationships with players okay um I, i was the recruiting coordinator at unc so I always enjoyed, I'm a people person. So mm-hmm. like, even if you came and visited North Carolina, um, I didn't, I just enjoyed 
meeting somebody. Um, like Alex Bregman visited UNC from New Mexico. I'd never recruited somebody from New Mexico. I didn't even know who the kid was at the time. It was just kind of a quick visit, but I thought the kid was a pretty neat kid. And now look at him, you know, stuff like that. So I always, I always felt like uh, I was good at connecting with kids and families. Okay. Um, so when I came here, I thought, you know, and, and I think over the course of your career, you think to yourself, you know what, if I was ever a head coach, I think I'd do it that way. You know what, if I was a head coach, I think I'd want to try this at practice, you know, stuff like that, that I think I, I, I stored some things away, but you know, until you just get in there and you start talking about your program and you start talking about what your goals and what your vision is, until you start talking about it in front of a family, it's either going to come across really genuine and and it's going to come across as something that um, I think people can feel and see and want to be a part of, or it's just going to come across as like a used car salesman, very artificial, very you know what, I, it, it doesn't do much for me. And I've, I think I've been able to take the passion that I have for the growth of players and the relationship with the players. And I think it's been able to come out in, a, in an hour and a half, two hour visit with a family um, in a way where I think kids are just able to say, you know what, I can feel like um, somebody cares about me. Somebody is, um, has my best interest in mind. Oh, and oh, by the way, they win. They've mm. won uh, uh, every year and they've gone to three straight. You know, Don't get me wrong. That's a big piece of recruiting, too. Right. Like you don't want oh, to yeah. go somewhere where they don't win because it's not going to be as fun. So, you know, I, I just think it's evolved, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say with the answer to your. I mean, just an unbelievable question. I never really thought about that, but I think it's just evolved over my time as a head coach. I've got a passion for other people and a passion for recruiting like. When you come on your recruiting visit, it's my favorite. It's I love that. I love just being around a kid and his family and spending time with them and getting to know them and just sharing myself and our program with them. And so um, with that has carried on to, okay, the things you talk about in recruiting, I try to evaluate myself on the field. Like, are we delivering on the things that we talked about with these kids in the recruiting process, right? Like our, our, are we doing that? Are we living that out on a regular basis with them? And it holds you accountable if you care. It holds you accountable if you want to, you know, make a difference in these kids' lives. So I don't know. That's that's always. And then I've got unbelievable assistant coaches that do the same thing. You know, like, let's let's not make this about me. I mean, they've been incredible with identifying players, getting them here and then being authentic on the visit and during you know, their time here to make it something that I think kids have really enjoyed. Yeah. Because it's a very unique place, you know, but like one Correct. thing I love what you just said there was like, as a coach, you truly care. Like you can say all you want, you know, but like, like you said, you're going to feel that. And I just think like when you put in there, it was like, you're going to see those things. If you care, are we checking these boxes that we said, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, it sounds like, you know, we're about what we say. We're not about like, we're going to say what we're going to do, what we say, you yeah. know, or like yeah. some other thing is just lip service. Right. Well, and I think too, like, I mean, I, I think you have to believe that like God has a plan for your life. That's way better than what you have in mind. And like, do you want to come to Liberty? Cause 
you come to Liberty, you're going to be able to trust that plan around other people that are like-minded in their vision and in their walk with Christ. And you're going to be, you're going to be supported in that way too. And so I think when you just said that, it just came to mind for me is, yeah, we're, we're unique. Like you can talk about your faith and you can talk about some things at Liberty that you can't openly talk about elsewhere. And so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to be right there with our guy. I've got things, this, just some morals and values in our program that are rooted in my faith that I'm just not going to waver from. And I think our guys feel some of those pillars in our program and they feel that support from me that's unconditional. And so I just, I, I think it's, you know, like I said, I think everybody's experience here has, has been really good and it's been, you know, unique. It's not perfect. It's, it's not going to be, you know, everybody's Disneyland, but um, our kids have had a great, I think, um, experience with, with going through, what I think is just probably the most pivotal time in your life. It was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these kids need, I mean, they need us. They need us desperately um, with, with all the things that go with being that age and the routine and the habits and the discipline. Just I'll go back to that again. They, they need us um, at that point in their lives and it's up to us. And, and I feel an immense responsibility to continue to do with, a young man, what his parents have done with him, you know, for 18 years. And now it's our turn to continue to foster some of those same habits and allow him to be a little bit more independent in doing it. But there's going to be people that have the same um, end, end point in mind for them. And that's to leave college and be ready to be a, a man and a husband and a father and all those things that matter way more than baseball. Way more, way more. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's, Mm. Oh, man. Um, love it. I guess, um, man, that was great. That was so good. Um, this, <sighs> I just got me thinking about a ton of, a, a ton of stuff, you know, that I was just like, um, man, I just, I love the reflection of it all and, and thinking of through the things. So I just, I, um, <laughs> Couldn't be more excited about about the all those stuff like um oh man thinking about again like just how unique you know liberty is uh in terms of you know the faith part you know and mm-hmm. it's such a big part of what people know about I guess maybe they don't know about liberty um you know how strong the faith is there and do does. I guess like anything, does it, does it scare kids away? Is it something that you felt like, or is it something that you've probably had to do enough homework that kids aren't going to be overwhelmed by that when they get on campus? Yeah. I mean, it would, it would, um, it would probably be exactly what you would think. Um, there's kids that like, Whoa, Whoa, that's not for me. Totally understand. That's fine. There's kids that are, Hey man, I've heard some things like, tell me Mm -hmm. what the deal is there. Other kids are like, yeah, I'm completely open to that. And then there's other kids that that is, that is the main attraction for them with Liberty is the fact that they can come to the number one Christian school in the country and celebrate, you know, their faith and do it with like-minded people. So, you know, there's everything in between those as well. I mean, our locker room, looks exactly like that. You know, um, it, it, it's got kids that I think were um, exposed to the gospel their whole lives, raised in a Christian home. And, you know, this was part of the journey that they saw at an early age. And then there's some that have never been exposed to it, and but they're open to the environment. And so 
you know, those are the things that I think really um, uh, make it fun, you know, is, is we've had some kids in our program that, uh, that they had never been exposed to it. And then they see, man, you guys are a little bit different. You treat people, you know, a, a little bit different. What's the deal? There's something different about um, the people here at Liberty. I mean, I know that's really what brought me back is that a lot of the same people that were here um, when I was an assistant, we're still here. Um, nice. and you know, Mickey, my assistant AD, that's our sports supervisor, uh, Christy, one of our academic advisors. There's just something about it that's different. And it's, it's just, you can feel it when you get here. Uh, I know, you know, Hugh Freeze was our football coach for the last four years before he just left to go to Auburn. And, you know, him and I talked about that a lot, you know, just how you can feel it, um, here and, and how much of a difference that makes. Uh, Richie McKay is our basketball coach. He was here uh, as the head coach. He left to go to Virginia to be an assistant, and then he came back. And, and a lot, and again, a lot of the reasons that he came back are similar to the reasons I came back. You know, and so you see kind of some similarities there in some of the coaches that are having success and, and the things that you want. And so, you know, life's about people and it's about relationships. And when you have those in a really good place. You know, it's 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 hard to leave. It's hard to to let go of that. I mean, I, I know that's something that you know I've I've always thought about. Is man, I would I love being back here. It's it's going to be hard for me to let go of it. If if you know if it was ever an option for me to leave, and I'm and I'm not looking for one. Right, and that's what like you know, diving into more of like the success and what you're doing. You there? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm getting my my little refill here. I can hear you there. I'm oh yeah. Back. But like, and that's that's one of the like thoughts that I even had again beyond the habits and like the excellence that you're living is like, is man like, would would you want to leave? Like, because it sounds like I mean, it, you're just on that trajectory where it's like, wow, like if something if an opportunity will come up, you know, and and it's just like, you know, it's life, you know, and you're gonna right. we all have to do what we we feel is best for our families and for ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a, it's a great opportunity, but I'm just like, yeah, that was, that was certainly a realistic thing of like, wow, would this guy, you know, would, would you, how long is going to be there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of no, thing. And we get it. We get it a lot. You know, it's, it's one of the, um, one of, you know, the first questions, you know, a lot of kids will ask is how much longer are you guys going to be here? I think some people, well, I know some people are, are using that against us, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, those sure. guys aren't going to be there much longer. You know, I'll tell you this much. I, I've got my in-laws about 50 minutes from here. Uh, I'm a big hunter. I've got 110 acres of land that my father-in-law grew up on that's 18 minutes from my office to hunt. And then another... <laughs> 86 acres um, over there where he lives. I've got two boys that are 13 and 16 that are at Liberty Christian Academy and they're, they love it there. And my wife's a kindergarten teacher here in town. Ah, it'd be hard to get it much better than, than what we've got here. So, you know, never say never. Uh, I will say that, you know, at this point I, 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 there's only, I can count on one hand um, the Liberty for, I can tell you that much. And those jobs are really, really hard to get. And uh, they don't come off. They don't come open very often. So sure. and I, I like to tell families that and, and leave it at that. You know, it's it's part of uh, our business. Um, but there's a reason I came back here. Um, it, it has a lot more to do with just 
being a, a I want to be a head coach. Um, I, I would if, if that was the case, I would have left UNC. I had plenty of those opportunities while I was there, but I came back here for a reason. I think it's a, um, a very unique profile. I think we have a, a, a niche from a recruiting standpoint and a, a, a player development standpoint where we've got plenty of resources. We have a faith-based mission with the school that allows us to to, I think, pour into kids' lives in a way that you can't some other places. And so it gives you a, um, uh, it gives you a, a lot of reward. Um, I'll leave it at that. You know, the, despite the, the, take the winning and the, the losing and that part of it out, um, there's a lot of reward in just uh, our everyday, day-to-day business at Liberty and, and what we're able to do with our kids and with our job. It's, it's a good, it's a great environment. Yeah. And I think when you, like you said, you get the right people in there, even for you, like as an administrator, like the administration, everybody has that perspective in mind, you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be a, like, you know, there's, remember Butch Chaffin will always say like, you know, there's some really good coaches just not in a good situation. You know, like it just sounds like, like even for that to, to understand that and have that philosophy where it also allows you to be around people that have that perspective where, you know, sometimes you'll come in and guys won't have that perspective. Administration doesn't have that perspective, you know, and you're trying to, that's your philosophy or that's what you're trying to, you know, that's where, you know, that's where you're trying to be genuine. That uh, just, yeah, that's, no, what a great situation. It is. And it starts with Ian. I mean, you know, yeah, he's, our yeah. athletic, he's our athletic director and, and that's where it all starts and it, and it ends. And I mean, he's, he's so, uh, he, he's so, I, I guess the word takes so much pride in his leadership and he's so professional and it just, you know, it just trickles down to the, to the other people in the department. And then, you know, people ask all the time. I think the thing that frustrates me the most is that from the outside looking in, people think we're good at Liberty because we have a bunch of nice things. Like it, it, it's all of your athletic programs are winning there. Well, of course you guys got all these resources and you guys got all these facilities. And it's like, man, really? Like, does does money and stadiums make everybody win? Like, right. I, I, if, the, if that's the case, then you know, I, I, why why doesn't every SEC team win? You know, like you, you start, and it, there's so much more underneath all of that that I wish people would be able to experience on a day on a daily basis from Ian and just the I think the feel of our athletic department is. It's just got a really unique space to, to what we do on our campus. I mean, we're just a small part of Liberty, but at the, at the end of the day, we're kind of the front porch being the athletic department. And I just think our athletic department represents our mission and our school so well. And it starts with Ian, and he's done an incredible job with, with making sure that that is a priority for Liberty athletics in every sport. Sure. So, and just and diving into a little more of that, those details of the culture of your team. Yep. When you talk about the mission and things like that, do you do you strictly just kind of keep with what the school does and what they have in it, or do you guys take it in a farther step within your team? Or it, you know, just just wondering how people like how you do that. Some people don't do it differently, but like with as strong as your school is, do you feel like you have to keep it there, or do you dive into it even farther? Yeah, no, I I, I try to really simplify it for our guys. Um, we. When I first got there, I was thinking, man, we need to have all these, you know, different pillars in our program. And this is how it was going to look. And, you know, and I think all that stuff is great. But I think the more simple you make it and the more direct it becomes, 
um, it's easier to point back to it and it's easier for it to be like, hey, guys, this is what we're talking about when we talk about serving. That's that that's our first pillar is to serve each other, um, whether it's coach to player, player to player, player to coach. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get outside yourself and just come down to the ballpark and serve your teammates. And if you if you just start every day that way, like I'm walking in here to serve my teammates. Like, what can I do to make the guy next to me better? It's amazing when you get outside yourself, how much your performance, you relax and you play better because you're not just focused and so worried on um, getting your hits or making your plays or, you know, the, whatever you're doing on the mound. Just the serve. We talk about that a lot, like being down there to serve. The second part is to grow. And like, th this is a growth opportunity for us, guys. We just got our butts kicked, you know, like, we can go one of two different ways. We can grow from this or we can, we can not. And, and it can become something that becomes a hurdle for us. So having the growth part be there, that's not going to happen unless you're willing to serve. Right. So there's just, you know, those two pillars kind of are at the center of what we do. And our last pillar is to compete. So serve, grow and compete are those three pillars in our program where, you know, the last one's kind of, um, I guess, inherent with, being who we are and being um, a, a good program is, is like, I want you guys to be nice kids, you know, off the field and, and in the community. But when the game starts, I don't want nice players. I want mm -hmm. competitive, you know, what's going out there and getting after it. So, you know, those, those are the things that we talk about. And, and usually when things don't go well, um, it's in one of those areas where maybe we weren't as competitive as we needed to be on the mound or, Hey, you know what? When things don't go well, we're gonna we're we're just gonna try to grow together through all of this. And if things aren't going well over an extended period of time, I don't think you're down here to serve in the right capacity. And I think sometimes maybe that looks like uh, a little bit selfish. And if you have too many of those, you and I both know where that's going to get you, and it's not going to get you anywhere. So, you know, I I, I kind of waited a few years to to really focus on uh, three or four pillars that I thought were really good. Uh, Listen to Tony Bennett at Virginia when he won the national championship there in 2000, I think it was 15, maybe. Um, and if you listen to him talk about, you know, that season and what their pillars in their program were like, he's a Christian, he's, he's a neat guy. You know, so that was one thing I remembered listening to and taking a lot from. But then at the end of the day, you have to make it yours and you have to make it unique to, I think, what your program and your philosophy is all about. And so, you know, that's, those are the only three words on the wall in our stadium, um, serve, grow and compete. And there's no Omaha and however many miles to Omaha. I think that's great and all, but for us, we want to focus on those three things on a daily basis. And then, you know, Omaha would be a byproduct of those three things being focused on, you know, tremendously. 100%. Being more detailed there. Um, and I, I, I picked up on the one thing you said. It, it We waited a couple years to focus on these pillars, right? Yeah. So, like, what was the process like there? And is that something that just kind of evolved like that? Or was yeah. that something from the start? Like, we're just going to kind of wait to kind of do that? Or just kind of how your process and how where you where you're now, where you are now? Yeah, I, I think it was more my process. Um, the thing that I didn't want to do is, is come, come in and, and be the new head coach and just start flashing all these slogans and all this, you know, stuff that really, to me as a player, that doesn't have any substance to it until I figure out 
how much you want to 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 care about me as a player. Like if if, if I don't, and it goes back to your you you said it is the trust factor. If I can't really trust this guy, all these words on the wall in the stadium and all this stuff you stand up in front of the team and talk about, blah, that that's got no weight to it. It's got no value to it unless we have you know that relationship. So really, I started with just the kids. Um, like having relationships with the kids and having fun with them on the field and smiling with them and putting my arm around them. I, that's how I started. Um, and so we didn't have these pillars to our program and we didn't have stuff on the walls of the state. We didn't have any of that stuff because I wanted it to be authentic and I wanted it to be genuine. And I want the kids to, you know, cause I think if, if those relationships are good and like the kids are like, man, I really trust this guy. Then the next thing I talk about or the next thing that I think is a big step for our program, you're going to hopefully sit up on the edge of your seat and your you're hopefully eyes are going to get a little bit bigger because, okay, I, I see what he's doing for us on a regular basis. The assistants have bought in like, okay, what's next? And that's kind of how I think I wanted it to be. I didn't want to throw too much at him too early. I just wanted to be there for him and be part of their journey and be on the field with them and make them feel like I was fighting for them. And then the trust, you know, would, would continue to grow. And then the things that came out of my mouth would certainly have, you know, the value that they need to have to bleed into the culture of our program. And I, I think it worked, you know, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely has <laughs> spoken for itself. Um, you know, and like I said, how, and how about like, and I, and I think that could even be, like start talking about part of coach's bios. Like you just mentioned about three guys you have on staff now that had just graduated that are now on your staff. You know what I mean? Like those, I think that even like a lot of times when we talk about as coaches, like how good, well, let me, I'll let you know in four years, this kid graduates, or I'll let you know, like here, yeah. like what they're doing. Like they think that is like, that's a testament to like, well, now people are staying around like that. We're doing, this is what this is about. You know, like that's, that's where people are, are, are seeing certain value that I'm going to just, now I'm going to, do this for a living, you know, I'm going to get in here and kind of do this for my job and still be around, you know, like, I guess, cause that kind of leads me to like, it's something I had thought about like previously as we, we had talked about the uniqueness of Liberty and like the things that you're doing and, and like, how has that, cause you've, uh, of course you've been through with Wilmington, the place you've been with, with staffing and, and, and going through staffs and, and, and getting people to like, work with, being at Liberty in your unique situation and how you guys are, has that presented challenges for you to build your staff and getting the no. right guys for that? No, it's actually been the opposite. I, I think you'd be, uh, I think you'd be surprised at how many, how many baseball coaches I, I, in our sport at co in the college level, how many guys where faith is a big part of their life uh, and a big part of their family. And so, you know, that's, um, that's never been any type of, of, issue for me now I will say the, the the staff members that I've hired and I've tried to be really intentional with having my eyes on you know what if this job ever if this position ever came open I Trey Cobb's a guy that I'd like to to go after um you know right out of the gate so I, I I've been able to kind of target guys that I think would be a great fit for our players for me for our school and our program and I've been able to kind of zero in on them and, and get them, you know, when it comes time. Uh, we do have four former players on staff um, that, it, yeah, it makes me smile. I left Andrew out. He's our volunteer. 
He's from up your way. He's yeah, from Koala. West Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Koala's uh, on staff, and so um, he was a senior our first year there as a coaching staff. And so uh, they were they had taken his scholarship, and you know he it was his last year, and so we decided to renew his scholarship. Didn't know anything about him except his first impression was incredible, and you know now he's back on staff with us. Um, and then actually, it's funny. I, I left another one out. Uh, we do. We've got five. Um, mm. So Ko- Koalo is our volunteer assistant. Uh, Derek Orndorff played center field for us last year. He's there as a graduate assistant for our strength and conditioning. John O'Connor played center field for us in nineteen. He is the director of player development. Trevor Delate was our Friday night starter in two thousand twenty-one. Um, went twelve and one, and he's back as our director of pitching development. And then Ryan Cordell is a student assistant finishing his degree. He played in the big leagues for the Mets in 2019. And then, or excuse me, for the White Sox in 2019, he was up pretty much the whole year. And then he was with the Mets during COVID in 20. Um, and his, his experience is awesome because he played in the big leagues with those guys and he gets, you know, his, his, uh, his voice is a little bit louder than the rest of us when it comes to those players listening to, oh, to yeah. what it was like to play in the big league. So, yeah. So five former players, intentionally here because they've been in the shoes of our players and three, excuse me, four of the five played for us as a coaching staff. So, you know, Cordell was the only one that didn't, but um, he's been very quick to jump. This is his second year with us as he finishes his degree. And he's, um, he's a Liberty guy, big time through and through. It's just been fun, man. I, I'm going to look back on this stretch because we won't keep them all forever. They're young and they're good and they're going to all move on. But, I'll look back on this two or three year stretch in our program with having five former players and think to myself, man, that was as good as it gets. There's no doubt. Absolutely. I, and, and I just, I just put it something to remind myself to do like when I talk about the bio, cause I just, I just think that speaks volumes. I think it speaks absolute volumes to, to the, to what you're doing in the culture and, and the guys ex- like really, like you said, the ultimate baseball experience that they're having it. They're having it yep. and they and they don't and they want to have more of it. Yeah. You know, so this is awesome. Yeah. No, it's been great, man. It's uh like I said, it's a it's a it's a cool thing, man. Like you you see these guys like Derek just got married. Um, Trevor just had his first child, you know, he was married his last year playing here. So it, it's 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 like not only are you 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 trying to win games with them. You're like, you're doing life with these kids that were, you know, that were in that locker room and now they're married and you know, it's pretty cool, man. It's, it's, uh, it's why you coach. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've always said like, like this, the college years and things like that, it, uh, it's important. But the thing is like, it'll set you up for the next 10 years. Like it's either good or yeah. bad. Like it's going to steer you in first 10, the 10 years or not. And after 10 years, you get about 30, 30, 32, like, you know, then hopefully you get yourself together and you don't have to go somewhere else. But like, if you can set yourself on a trajectory for the next 10 years, you know, good or bad for sure. No, you're right. You're right. And those, I mean, those, those guys are number one, they're, they're, they're like self, self starters, uh, self motivated. You don't have to tell them what to do. I mean, there's, like I said, they're, they're all going to be good at something down the road here. I, I, you know, I hope it's in our building, but I'm not naive to think that, you know, eventually here somebody's going to come calling and, and try to hire them away. So we're going to soak in our time with all of them being together, you know, in the same building for, for sure. Yeah, enjoy it. And that's awesome. Uh, Coach, I guess, um, man, like, so when you came in in 16 and thinking about what your staff was and then 
how it's grown, you know, more, more, more staffing. And like you said, you've had the support from admin and we've got these, how, how do you manage, how have you managed like just that, just the amount of people that you have to manage as a staff? It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's challenging. I mean, everybody, you know, sometimes will have something that they need. I mean, in our building, just in our building alone, we've got those five former players, uh, myself, our director of operations, um, Coach Cannon, Coach Williams, and our strength coach and our trainer. So that's 11 people in our building just for baseball. Yeah. Um, it's the only place I've ever been, North Carolina included, uh, where we've got a strength coach that's dedicated to baseball whose office is in our stadium. We have a trainer who's just for baseball whose office is in our stadium. So the thing that I like to, to focus on is that the experience for our players is incredible because they get out of class and they come down to the stadium and there's 11 people sitting around waiting for you to get out of class because we want to get out of our office and get in the cages or, you know, get on the field with you. So that's the the, the biggest, best part for me. It's, it's a little bit more, um, you know, I, I, I try to check in with those guys. Uh, we try to meet as a staff, um, certainly a lot of group messaging as far as, you know, kind of what's going on, you know, with the scheduling or, or players, stuff like that. I mean, I have to check in with those guys from a scheduling standpoint because I do the practice plan. I do the daily, you know, email with with all the details. So I'll have to check in with those guys, you know, to make sure that things, you know, line up with what they want to do and how much time they need with the players and all that good stuff. But you're right. There's it, It's nice to have, you know, all, all 10 of those guys and, and me make 11 in the building. But with that comes – you know, a lot more, the communication's got to be very high. Um, and now I will say, Dan, uh, our trainer and, and all the rest, my director of operations, Matt Williams, Tyler Cannon, those guys have been with us for a long time now. So they kind of know what to expect and they kind of know what my preferences and, and, and when we're going to practice, how we're going to practice all that good stuff. So they, they don't have as many questions, but certainly the younger guys, you know, you kind of have to make sure that you know, they understand where we're going and what we're doing and, and to communicate with them at a high level is certainly paramount when you're trying to run an organization. Yeah. And when, when you, um, I guess, I guess wanted to create, uh, create these new positions. And as your staff grew, like, did you have a vision for like what this guy, like, Hey, we need this guy. Cause like, here's, here's where I feel like what I want this guy's to do his job to be. Yeah. I, I think it was a little bit of both. So, hey, we want to have a director of player development here. And then my AD is like, okay, we'll draw up a, a job description. What does that look like? And so you start kind of digging through that and you can start kind of thinking about, okay, who would come to mind? And John O'Connor was actually here um, finishing his degree, um, getting his master's. And so he was around the program and and he kind of gravitated towards that um that area, I guess you will, or, or, or kind of gravitated towards that space in our program because he saw a need for that. Um, and it made it easy to transition. Hey, this is going to be the guy that goes right into that spot. Um, and he's unbelievable. He's, he's certified with on base U, which is a derivative of TPI for, for screening of our, our players, their movements, um, their mobility, their stability, stuff like that that translates to the field, um, unbelievable spreadsheet data tracker, you know, as, as you would yep. imagine. Um, and then Derek Orndorf um, was actually a pretty neat story for portal division two player at Seton Hill. 
um, yep. and, and ended up um, contacting him and, and having some, some recruiting dialogue like, hey, we need another outfielder, but I don't have any scholarship money for you. Um, and, okay, well, um, you know, that's, that's definitely going to be a factor. What do you want to do? Well, I want to be a graduate assistant for strength and conditioning. Well, hey, guess what? We've got some graduate assistant money. How about you come and, and play for us for a year? You won't be on scholarship money. But then when you're done playing and you start your master's degree, I can pay for that. So I was it was almost like deferred compensation. Yeah, for, yeah it was for, for, for Derek. Yeah, which which was was neat. So, you know, every, everybody's kind of got their, their own story there and their own unique path. And, you know, it's just it's just grown. I mean, I, I think you have to have vision for player development. Right. Yeah. Like the next thing for us is to improve our facility. Um, and so when you go to your administration and you talk about the student athlete experience and you talk about what's best for them and how we're going to get where we need to go, I mean, let's just be honest. The next thing for us is to get to a super regional. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the next that's the next box on Liberty's you know resume as far as um, can we can we get there? Absolutely, we can get there. But how are we going to get there? It's it's good players. It's player development. And with the changes that go with that, that that trickles down into recruiting. So it's such a process. But, you know, at the end of the day, it starts with me having a passion for people in our program, player development, and then certainly the the environment that they're put in. It, it's it's all going to start and finish with with how I, you know, how I carry myself, how I communicate all those things that um, sometimes you 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 you're having a bad day. You're like, man, this is, um, I, I, I gotta be short with what I say, or, you know, you, you want to just make sure, um, you're always being positive, but we're all human at some point, And some of those yeah. days are more challenging than others. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So I get that. You can't have the good without the bad. That's right. That's right. You know, it's good and bad. I like to say that's part of the game, you know, part of the game. wasn't always, always good. What was just, what was good and bad. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. That's good. So I just like that. So I didn't coach. I'm going to respect your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, especially being home with the family and all. So I want to just, uh, just, just wrapping up in conclusion, just kind of like, um, you know, it, it's for players and coaches alike, just kind of like what might be on your heart, what might be something that we maybe haven't touched base about that you'd just like to share, um, you know, that uh, really like just kind of where are you at? Yeah, that's good. I, I, uh, I tell you what, I, I, I always like to talk about anytime I have the opportunity kind of my path, um, and it's easy for me to kind of relate to it, and I'm sure there's probably some younger coaches and, and players too, is, you know, like, I started off making $3,000 a year. This was the year 2000. My salary was $3,000 a year. I had a locker room that I lived in. Um, I had a cafeteria where I had free meals. This was at Wofford College, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Incredible program. Todd's done an unbelievable job there. Um, but I took that job for $3,000 a year in 2000. My next job, I made $5,500. That was at Barton College in Wilson, North Carolina, uh, Division II program. Then I went back to my alma mater at Campbell. And then really, I don't think my career kind of really took off until I got to UNC Wilmington in 2003, uh, 2004. So <clears throat> I think the biggest thing, that I like to just encourage people is if, if you have a passion for people, I think we all have a passion for baseball, right? Um, that's, that's just kind of who we are as people. We all love the game. 
but I think you really truly have to have a passion for people if you want to coach. And the same thing with players. You have to have a passion for your teammates. And so just just keeping your head down and not always wondering, like, what's next or, hey, I'm looking for the next opportunity. Just just to be so good um, with the relationships you have where you are and just keep your head down and enjoy what you're doing on a daily basis. Whether, you know what, man, I'm not making a ton of money. You know what, man? I'm not playing as much as I want to. Like we, we always we're, we're innately wired to focus on those things that aren't meeting our needs immediately because that's mm-hmm. how our generation is. But I think really just to keep your head down and enjoy where you are. It's cliche, but it's true. Like be where your feet are um, and just to, to be present in those moments that you have with players. And you're going to look up one day and you're going to find yourself in a pretty good situation. I mean, that's exactly what happened to me is I had really good relationships. Uh, I really enjoyed where I was. Fox is offering me the job to be the recruiting coordinator and work with the hitters at the University of North Carolina. If you would have backed up to Barton and Wofford and Campbell, I, I and you'd have told me that was going to happen. You're crazy, man. Like you're crazy. Uh, I, I'm, there's no way that uh, you know I'm going to be an assistant coach in the ACC and at UNC one day. I hope that that would happen, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that sometimes I look back and I'm incredibly fortunate to have people in my life and relationships that help create opportunities for me that change my career. And so they're out there. If your eyes are open, um, I think the better way to say it, they're out there. If your heart's open and your head's in the right place and you're showing up to work for the right opportunities and the right, you know, choices each day. And so uh, I always say that to encourage young coaches and young players that, the best is yet to come, man. Just keep on partying. Coach Scott Jackson, an incredible conversation. Just really enjoyed the conversation. Get a chance to get a little behind the scenes, get a little more details into how he's run his program, the philosophy behind him. Love this talk about how he helps his kids frame habits and routines. Um, and how he's also able to basically break that ultimate student-athlete experience down to those simple routines and how those are the three things, those big pillars, serve, compete, and grow. And how we do those things daily and do them really well, that everything will take care of itself. Just love those, love those great Great, great points. There's just something very interesting too. Like I liked how he's like, we're just gonna start off with a relationship. Like we're just gonna be really good at knowing all these players. That's what we do first, and and it's molded into those three pillars. It's molded into like here's what we're really about. Um, now that we've understood and everybody understands who we are, what we're doing, and being authentic and being real, um, which also then helps build that trust. The trust performance was such a great, great part of it. Where hearing that from a lot of really good, co- really good, really good coaches, just how they're building trust and how they're getting their players to buy in and believe what they're trying to tell them, good or bad, too. You know, guys, these are these are also parts where students, players who aren't playing as much as they should or not getting what they might vision that they are going to be, where they can, he can still have these conversations where they know he has their back by being authentic. They, they, they understand that. And the more that we build that, the more that we can allow those hard conversations to happen and where they can trust, like, okay, I'm, I'm not maybe the guy here, and this is the best role for me, or I'm going to keep working for it. Um, just, a, just a great, 
a great thought, great ways. Some guys just have a great way of just putting things. And I know, like, just during this time, it's how much more at ease I was uh, just being able to talk and how he was able to uh, create that. And, and throughout conversation, it was just a, um, a really awesome conversation and really thankful to have. Um, just enjoyed the, the last piece of advice and just talk, touching base about be good with the relationships you are in right now. I think, you know, we all hear that, like, be where your feet are, like, even to break it that down, like be good at the relationships where you are. Be present, fully present in the relationships we have right now in our life and then as we continue to move forward from there. So just another incredible piece of advice. I've really enjoyed um, the conversation. Um, all those notes, I have those notes in Podbean, if everyone wants to check those out. Um, again, big shout-out to Netting Pros, Coach, Jack, Coach Jackson. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, Liberty University uh, continues to get better and better, um, and it was just a full example of why. Um, we can see it there. So, again, Coach Jackson, thank you enough. And you all, thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for the support. And until next time, keep getting better.